not only a tech giant, a tech expert, but also the snappiest theme music in the business. Uh, Handy Andy, Andy Barrar is here. Uh, hi, hi, Andy. How are you? I'm great, Martin. It's been a while since we uh, last chatted, so I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I was at your website, handyandymedia.com, and it's always a, a good read on your on your uh, website. There's always some projects that you're involved in. And we're going to talk about uh, in-room voice tech for hospitality, like for hotels and stuff. But before we get to that, I'm just wondering what your house is like. Uh, is it all voice technology in your house? It, it is. And I've had it for about, I, th- I was an early adopter, Martin. About 2017 is when I retrofitted my house with all these smart lights. Uh, that's when the these smart speakers really kind of came on the scene. And I've been using them for almost five years now. So uh, definitely an early adopter. Now this um, this technology of these smart home and, and voice assistants, it's actually moving into hotels. So now you'll be able to ask Alexa uh, what the Wi-Fi password is for your hotel room. And Martin, I just came back from Quebec uh, to have this experience firsthand at the first Fairmont Hotel uh, in the world and the first in Canada, first hotel in Canada to have these Alexa Echo smart speakers and displays inside every single hotel room. So uh, it, it was funny because I've, I've had this experience at home and now I'm in a, in a hotel room asking Alexa to set the uh, alarm on and, you know, to turn different devices on and off. So it's very, very similar. Yeah, I guess it it makes perfect sense because when you're in a hotel, you're always phoning the front desk to ask things or there's the concierge and you you wonder, is there a vegetarian restaurant nearby? And so this is just sort of wired microphones everywhere that go to Google. So what what exactly is the hardware that's going to be involved? Yeah, that's a good question. It could be two different types of hardware because they have what's called smart speakers. And for Amazon, they have the Echo line of smart speakers. And they come in different sizes, some as small as a little puck uh, to a bigger size speakers. But they also have Martin smart displays. These are like little tiny TVs that you would put bedside, or they even have bigger ones up to 15 inches that you can mount right onto the wall. And, and the way it works is... Those smart displays are basically a smart speaker with a display. And in the hotel room, the one that I stayed at the Fairmont in in Quebec, they had a a little 8-inch smart display bedside. And so what it's doing is showing you the weather. And the hotel can actually work with Amazon to have whatever they want on that display. So I could see the pictures of the restaurant inside the hotel room. But uh, they could program, like, if, if it's a, a ski resort, they could show, like, the different mountains. So they can customize what the guest is going to uh, experience. But just like you said, the guest can then use it as their personal concierge. So they could ask, Alexa, where's the ice machine? What's the password? What time does the pool close or open? And... Um, I need to check out later. Alexa, you know, I need to have a late checkout. Stuff like that that you would ask the front desk, you can now ask the smart speaker. But the interesting thing was, Martin, and I was very curious on how they were going to kind of mitigate the privacy features because not everybody would feel comfortable with that. And so I wanted to see how they were going to mitigate that. And the way they did it is you have to opt in. So when you go into that room, that microphone's off. You actually have to turn it on. And then there's this little kind of pamphlet there that tells you all the different commands you could use it. And that ensures that if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. 
But if you do, you can unmute that mic and then start talking to the echo speaker and ask Alexa different questions. Yeah, I never really thought about that. All of a sudden you're being you feel like you're being listened to. Yes. Yeah, that that would be a, a concern. So so basically the the it it understands if you just said where's the ice machine to Google right now on on your home computer you'd get a lot of different answers. But in the hotel, it, it somehow would be able to figure out that you mean, where's the ice machine in this hotel? Yes, because this is a service that Amazon is providing to the hospitality industry. So they would work with the hotel. It's not like they just went and put one of these smart speakers in and, and walked away. They're actually developing like the API, the back end of, of this service to whatever the hotel wants. So they say, we want to promote our restaurants. They're like, yeah, we could put that on the screen or here's the commands we want um, people to ask. Like, what's the Wi-Fi password? Uh, what time uh, is checkout tomorrow? Stuff like that that you would normally ask the front desk. They can actually work with Amazon. But this is a subscription service. So the hotels are actually working with Amazon for the long term to create this service and move it out. And so when you think about staff shortages and stuff, it might make sense for them to do this and to have this kind of service, especially when more and more people are using this in their in their homes and they want that same experience when they're in a hotel. Or it could go the other way, Martin, where they might have, this might be the first experience with a smart speaker and someone might go, honey, this was amazing. We need to have this uh, bedside at home. So I think it can kind of work two ways, but introducing people to voice assistants, because this is just another example of artificial intelligence. You know, we talk about chat GPT all the time, but this is something that you could actually like interact with, with your voice. And I think that's what could potentially make it a killer feature in the future if we more, uh, you know, as consumers, we get more and more accustomed to talking to smart speakers like this. Yeah, it's kind of like virtual reality. They've been talking about it forever. And they've been talking about these smart speakers. But I, I just don't think that they've really caught on. And do you feel like there's going to be a point like a year or two years, three years from now when all of a sudden they're really going to catch on? I think, you know, Martin, just by looking at how most people interact with them, they'll use it to like, you know, tell me a dad joke and, and stuff like that. It's when you integrate it with the other smart home products. So when you can turn your lights on and off, when you can, you know, play your favorite podcast, and when you have these smart speakers in different parts of your home, you can then broadcast that same podcast, say, in the bathroom in your bedroom and in the kitchen. So when you wake up in the morning, you could listen to your favorite show. And as you're moving around the house, that same music is playing. People don't do this, Martin. I've been doing this every day. It's life-changing. One suggestion I told Shane Hewitt was, Shane, get a smart plug. And then with your smart assistant, ask your coffee machine uh, maker to turn on with the smart plug by connecting it. That changed my life, Martin, because I'm in bed and I go, Alexa, turn the coffee maker on. And by the time I get in the kitchen, that coffee maker's on and I got a fresh cup of coffee. That was a life-changing um, kind of like hack that I did. And I'm trying to encourage people to do that. And I think the hospitality industry will take advantage of, of that too. So that in the future, if it's too hot in your room or if you like a certain degree temperature, 
you're going to be able to ask Alexa. And if they retrofit all the thermostats to a system like that, they can then offer that kind of experience. So you could have it both at home and then on the road when you're staying at different types of hotels. And I think that's where the future is. It's just going to take people time. And that's why they created that pamphlet of different things that you could say to it, because intuitively you might not know what you could ask from that smart speaker. But if they can just give you a little nudge, like try this, try this, over time, I think we'll become accustomed to it and then use that on our day-to-day basis. Yeah, that that sounds like that that makes sense to me. Um, let, let's talk about some of the smart home devices because we're talking about these, uh, you know, voice technology things. But what about uh, smart home devices uh, that are going to help people who are getting older and they're having trouble staying in their home, aging in place. Um, what kind of smart home devices are we going to see for that? Yeah, I think, and I've been thinking about this for my own family, Martin, because uh, we had a loved one recently go into assistive care and and I haven't been able to see my aunt uh, for a while. And after coming to this event and I was looking at this display, I'm like, you know, If I can get her to interact with this or just at least answer a call and I have one of these smart displays in my house and she has one bedside, I can do a video call almost instantaneously where I can kind of just check in on her and provided that she can answer that call and she can do it either by touching it on the display or just by accepting it through voice. Then I could have that that one-on-one video call. And I was thinking that for a lot of people, when you have elders and they're they're living on their own or they're in some type of an assisted care facility, that's a great way of, of connecting and, and talking with them. But in my case, for my family member, you know, my aunt, I think she has dementia or Alzheimer's. We're still waiting for that diagnosis. So I'm I'm interested in experimenting with this to see if I do set this up bedside. Can I be able to have those video calls with her if I can just show her how to accept those calls? But it's a great way for, you know, to drop in for your loved ones to check in on them and do it via video because some people might not have the cognitive capacity to answer a Zoom call on a smartphone or, or you know, FaceTime. But if they could do it on a bedtime display that's just sitting beside them, I think that could be a game changer. And it's something that after I left from this event, I was really thinking that I should try to implement and see if we could work that out. Because if it does work, that would be an absolute game changer for my family because I can, at any time I have a quick moment, I can do a video call with her and just see how she's doing. Yeah, and that's a, a classic struggle with technology is uh, older people. The yeah. elders, and I, I guess it's not going to be a problem forever because soon, really old people are going to be people who are good at computers and they know how to work things. But now, uh, a lot of older people they're intimidated by this kind of stuff. And I guess if you can make it really easy to use and really, really intuitive, uh, they can use it. And that's what I'm thinking about with these uh, Echo smart displays, this little eight inch display. They actually gave me one uh, to take home. And then as soon as I was looking at it, I'm like, I know exactly what I want to try this with. So I'm going to actually set it up with her, Martin. And I want to see if I can kind of just nudge her if it's easy enough that she just presses one button and now you can have a video call. You know, that that device is going to be perfect, even though it can do all these other things. I just needed to do that one thing and it would be an absolute game changer. And if it works, I will then recommend other people do that when you have loved ones that may live alone and, you know, suffering from loneliness. You're going to be able to tap in and have that face to face connection, albeit over video chat. 
but still an easy way to connect. Uh, and right now, I want to ask you about uh, smart plugs. Now, I, I'm not 100% sure I, I understand what a smart plug is. I, I just think it's like a wall plug that also has a USB in it. But it's much more than that, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, smart plugs, basically, this here's how it works. It's a little tiny device, Martin, that you would hook or plug into the outlet of your wall. And then whatever device that you want to plug into your outlet, you would first go into your smart plug. So it's in between the outlet and your device. And inside it has a little Wi-Fi card, so it can connect to your Wi-Fi network. And more importantly, it connects to your smart speaker or your smart display. And that gives you a lot of different options. One, you can control and turn devices on and off via voice. So if you have a lamp and every time you plug that lamp in, it turns on. Well, what you could do, like basically it has a switch that stays on or off. What you could do is you keep it on all the time. But then with the smart plug, you can turn it off with your voice. I gave you the example that I was telling Shane about connecting your coffee maker to a smart plug that allows you to turn that coffee maker on and off via voice. You just need to be with the close vicinity of your smart speaker to do that. The other option is you could do it remotely on your phone. And a good example of this is say you want to have your bedroom nice and warm, say you, you know, and you don't want to use the uh, electricity or sorry, you don't want to use the central heating system that you have just like a, a radiator heater, one of those portable heaters, maybe it's in your garage or whatnot. With a smart plug, what you could do is set a schedule so that that device will go on at a certain time or turn off at a certain time. Or say if you're commuting back home, you can on your phone, turn that heater on. So by the time you get home, it'll be nice and warm. And you can have even a schedule that after, say, 11 p.m., it always turns off. So it gives you a lot of control on the different types of devices that you have uh, in and around your home. Another thing they can do is also track how much energy use these devices are using. So some smart plugs, you can enter what your energy rate is in your particular area, and it will track how much energy consumption that uses and how much you have to pay, whether it's per day, per week, or per month. So for example, you might have an extra fridge that's in your garage, and you always wondered, you know, is it a good investment? Should I keep this on all the time? Well, with the smart plug, keep it on for about a week. You'll know exactly what you pay to keep that extra fridge on. So it can help you save money as well. And they're only from, in terms of pricing, anywhere from 10 to $20. So usually you can buy them in bundles of four and then put a variety of different devices, make them smart and save money in the process. Oh, very, very cool. Smart plugs. And in the time we have left, I want to talk about uh, voice assistants in your cars, chat GPT. What are we looking at there? Yeah, well, we were just talking about like using services like Alexa in the home, in the hotel. Well, the last frontier, Martin, is in the vehicles. And it looks like General Motors is going to be using the API of chat GPT to then bring voice assistance into vehicles. And the best way to describe this, Martin, is Knight Rider. If you remember the <laughs> TV show Knight of Rider course. and Kit, I think we're almost there that you're going to be able to talk to your car. If you, uh, say, have a warning sign, your car will notify you and tell you what to do. If you have a flat tire, you might get a YouTube video on the display to show you how to change it. But I think Kit is actually going to come to, to reality in the near future with this integration of voice assistance into vehicles. Yeah, I, I get, and I guess that's going to be in every car very soon. I, I think so. I think all the manufacturers are watching what's happening right now and saying that we have to get this in. It, it's going to be interesting, Martin, because they're going to have to bring connectivity into the vehicles for all this to work because smart 
speakers work with Wi-Fi in the home. We'll have to see how that works out in vehicles. Yeah, well, I always love talking to you because you're right at the forefront. And uh, I, I would love to get a tour of your house one of these days. Uh, handy Andy, handyandymedia.com, uh, handyandymedia.com. Andy Barrar, uh, thanks for talking to us. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Martin.